Welcome to The Mental Facet. The goal of this show is to inspire, inform, and give you tips on how to use your own mind to go after the life that you want. And what best way to do it? That invite guests who have done it. Welcome, Maserat, to The Mental Thank Facet. You. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to bring you around. Maserat, me to The Walk. That's the name of your documentary, yes? Yeah, yeah. So my documentary is called The Walk. And basically it shows uh, uh, my journey of, uh, you know, being back in Ethiopia to where I am today. Um, so some of you may know me, but others who don't know me, I am um, adopted. I was adopted as 14 years old. Um, prior to that, I was became an orphan at nine, which is a very common, you know, story in Africa. Um, yeah, and here I am uh, here in Australia. So it's really about journeying uh, with me. A lot of emotions, a lot of um, you know conversations that are um, coming out. Yeah, I think with I like how you simplify it to say, "Oh, you just journey with me." Um, <laughs> but when when I when I watched you your documentary, I think. I don't know. I went to the more the solar side of it, to the emotional side, because I remember. I think it was when you were nine when you said you you lost your parents, but it happened in sequence that you didn't know. Yes. You had lost your mother first, and then you realized you lost your father. Um, I first lost my mom, so yes. and then my father left and uh, to go to a village that we were born, um, and I've never saw him. But the story was a few months later, um, he passed away. Yeah. yeah, I would want to think, and I think for anybody else, it becomes this hardest thing, and then people just crumble. How did you go through that? I think as a nine years old, looking back, you know, uh, losing your parents is one of the hardest things anybody can, you know, losing your parent at any age is difficult. But when you're nine, you know, they're your primary carers, and when security is stripped away from you, um, it's a very hopeless and, and fearful spot. Um, but I had hope, um, you know, at times that hope was questioned. Yes. But, um, you know, I just geared up and um, I knew something was going to come out of it. It, and and it's, it's, it's when you say it would become so interesting when you say, oh, I had hope, right? Mm. And because there's a part where I remember when you said I had to assume the position. Yeah. I think I am the oldest of four. So yes. um, at the time I was nine, my youngest was two. So um, I just, as an older, I went into protective mechanism. So you just got to do what you got to do to bring your siblings along. Um, and forget about yourself a little bit. So you forgot about yourself and then you just had to keep going. Yeah. You know, you, you say very interesting things. Yeah, it's in a world where I see people who give up at the first stroke of an issue. Why do you think that happens more to people in that regard? I think a lot of people don't know that they can have other supports and they can have um, there's other ways. Um, it's definitely easy to react really quickly yes. and not think through things um, and also give life a second opportunity. And I think that takes a bit of courage and a bit of, you know, opening yourself up, which most people I don't think are, you know. They're willing to, to go through that. Yeah. So this is a nine-year-old who says, all right, I'm here now. I'm protective mode. I'm doing this. Mm. How did you do that? Is really, and, and I'm going to say this, I'm, 
why I keep I'm, I'm stuck at that state because I'm thinking you're still developing. You know, your mind is still growing. But then you just took over and said, I'm going to be the one who's going to be a primary caregiver for your siblings. What was going through your mind when that was happening? To be honest, it's fair to say initially, I, I come from a faith background, so I believed in God. So initially I was like, no, I don't like this. <laughs> you know, I went yeah. through that initial emotional reaction, yes. which was, why is this happening to me? Like, what kind of God is this? Um, and doubted my faith a lot. Um, but I knew that wasn't taking me anywhere. It wasn't giving me any results. So then that's where my mindset changed into, okay, God or universe, um, then, you know, I want to see second opportunity, second, um, I want to see what comes out of it. Yes. So it was definitely a conscious mental switch. But also when you're in, in that scenario, you're just surviving. <laughs> yes, so, you know, you're that, pushing yeah. through and then you find your way. Yeah. You know, you smile through your adversities, you know, which becomes just interesting. Because that point where you doubted God, mm. right, was it because you know, I think, okay, this is all too much. And if there's a God there, which we do with most of the time, you know, there's a problem like, all right, God, are you even there? Because mm. if you're there, why is this happening? I think most most of the time you're kind of looking for something or someone to blame in that moment. Um, and for me, I came from a background where God, you know, he's a good God. That's all yes. I've been told and no other, you There's know, way, yeah. and no other way. So when such tragic events happen to you, then you go, oh, are you good? You know, or, um, you know, how, how, how do I see goodness in this? So you yes. suddenly start to question what you've been taught. Not that it is, but how you're experiencing the world. Yeah. And that's what I did. I was like, I don't see any good in this. Yeah. I don't think you're a good father at all. Yeah, <laughs> Who does yeah. this, you know? Yeah, yes. And that was my reaction initially. Yeah. Um, but, you know. You went into sure. the the Jeremiah mode, if I call it. Because yeah. I remember there's, yeah, there's a verse which says, your ways are not my ways. But my plans are to give you hope and a better future. Yeah, exactly. And then later, you just you know, you discovered what kind of God is He. Yeah. And a lot of my journey, as you get to know in my documentary, I talk about it. And like, for me, it wasn't was there a God or not. It was often, what kind of God is this? And it's taken me many years. <laughs> and what? <laughs> and if, it still is. Yeah. <laughs> and what if, terms with that? Yes. Yeah. But what in that journey? What do you? What did you come up with? I think God is a restorer. And that's why, that's why my story is a story of hope, because he restores people, and that's not his intentions that we experience the world like that. Wow, it's it, it's really. I remember even when I spoke to you before this. You know, it's you a cheerful person. You're just happy yeah. about life, and because um, when we when I look at tragedies, you know, we we cow down, we go on the corner. Um, we get so angry, like what you say, we look for mm -hmm. someone to blame and we carry through this whole life and you see people with this burden on them. Mm. You switched up at nine, mm. you know? Yeah. Well, I think you look at it and you go, what else can you do? Yeah. <laughs> That's the other side of it. And yeah. I think what I discovered later on also is that you get a choice, not what happened, but what's going to happen. And my whole attitude towards moving to life is like, what can I do now to be an example? What can I, you know, what kind of world do I want to live in? 
So I've kind of taken back that control and that, you know, mindset. What a great mindset to have. Yeah. Because I look at you and then you took, it's good, like five years. Yes. You went back to Africa and this is philanthropy, just helping people. What, what, what put you there, you know? Um, I was a very ambitious young girl. Okay. <laughs> Still am. Um, yeah. I did believe that not only giving, you know, the, uh, money or resources, but I also believe that you being there spoke a lot of volume to people over there. So all throughout my journey to, you know, Kenya, Uganda, um, Ethiopia or Cambodia, it was, for me, it was a lot more relational. I got to meet people. I got to hear the stories. Yeah. I got to encourage them where I could. So... Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> In what better way for someone who has done it, you see? And, and I yeah. think this is why we, we started the mental facet, you know, where we try to have this practicality too. And how, was, how, how did that make you feel as a person just to go ahead and give your time, you know, I think it, your energy, all this? When you were, when you, I think for me, I found it, it was purposeful, you know, that's what I was supposed to thrive. I enjoyed, you know, going back to reality and just normal yeah. life. Um, I was energized by them and I was inspired by them because these people not only like, you know, they're still enduring things, they're still yeah. believing, they're still moving forward. So it was definitely a two-way thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, great. You say, you say something interesting. You said you went back to reality. Mm. Okay on uh, many on people that? might yeah. not agree with me, but okay. I think 80% of the world that's living in the life, that's reality. Yes. I believe this is a little part of reality. So the suffering of mankind is like our reality. I think that's the world a yeah. lot of people operate in and we've been um, yeah, sheltered from it. Right. And then, then you look at him like, but hang on, no, this is the suffering that we're dealing with. Yeah. And we shelter ourselves. So what's the best way to then look at that? If you say, if you think, all right, 80%, we we pretty much sheltered. I think... You look at what you can do because it's so much bigger and more complicated. Yes. Uh, but you look at what can you do and what can you offer is a really good start. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I said to people, it's like, can you offer resources? Can you offer skills? So you just look at it in a broader sense where, um, you know, I came from, to me, going back to it, it also reminds me of that that was my story and I don't ever want to lose that. That, you know, that's what, that's where I came from and I want to be able to give back where I can. So mm. I think if everybody had that mentality, the world would be a better place. Right. So please help me. <laughs> what is this mentality that you feel if everyone has it, the world would be a better place? Uh, generosity, kindness. Yes. Is it because it's coming from a place that you, you were at a place in life where you needed help and someone came in? Yeah, so my story is that yeah. my parents stepped in. They didn't have to. They yeah. didn't know me. <laughs> yes. um, and because of that, then, you know, it, this is where I am. So I can see that, um, you know, a lot of people help their families, their yes. blood families. Yeah. What about the kids that don't have that? So it's very much connected to my story where, you know, someone lend a kindness and it, it does change lives. So we can... We all have means to do that. Wow. It's, I think it gets to a point where, and, and how you say it, I think we, we wired to that idea where I'm just going to help someone 
I'm going to have my close friend or yeah. at times I don't even have to have friends. I just want to have my blood. Mm. And then a story, beautiful story like yours comes out from this journey mm -hmm. of pain. And then someone comes in and says, you know what? I'm happy to give you a hand. Yeah. Um, what then becomes your views to things like adoption and do you have any with that? <laughs> I do. I decided just to um, throw you there. I like, no, I was yes. like, oh, that question. <laughs> yes, that one. Um, adoption, I think, is, is, is much more complicated. Um, yeah. It's something, um, there's obviously various different types of adoption. There's international adoption, there's domestic adoption. Um, and, you know, for me, being adopted at 14, the challenges were different to somebody that's, you know, adopted at two, three, or four. Mm. Um, but I think adoption does change lives. I believe in that, but it also comes at a cost of you know um, identity issues, yeah. um, a lot, a lot more attachment issues, and so on. So um, I do encourage people when they ask me, I was like, "Do you really want to know?" <laughs> yes, I, I want to know. Mind, you know? <laughs> yes. yeah. um, and also really listen to the adopting because it's not as glammed up in some ways as it is. But it also is a beautiful story of redemption. Wow. Yeah. And that's what your documentary actually said, the book, yes. the story of redemption. Yeah. yeah. And I also talk a lot about how we don't belong anywhere, but we belong everywhere. Because for me, as a young girl, like identity was a huge thing of growing up in Donsborough. <laughs> We're majority a Caucasian Australian and being, yes. you know, an only uh, coloured family. Uh, with the white parents and how that Im impacted my identity. Um, yeah. So, yeah, in a way, with so much globalization and so on, I say, you know, we, I can belong anywhere. I can walk into a room and have a conversation because of that exposure. Right. You know? Amazing. You spoke about, because what happened from nine to, you know, when I ask this question, it sounds like I'm just asking a question, but I think that there was a connection that I'm trying to find from. Yeah. From 9 to 14, that's mm -hmm. when you were in... The orphanage, yeah. yes. I was in, in a Catholic orphanage for about, yeah, four, nine and a half to 13 and a half, so about four years. Um, and how's that experience? It was, it was good. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the orphanage that we were in, I was a Catholic and I had over 100, um, I think 20 plus kids from the age of zero to 16. Yeah. Um, it is like my second home. It's quite interesting when I went back, you know, like seeing oh, kids yeah. there and, you know, it feels like home because I've spent so much, you know, significant years of my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's definitely, you know, kids are kids and you've got a lot of kids, but I think if it wasn't for that, yeah, I wouldn't be where I am again. So, you know, a lot of my film that when I did the preview the first time, the prophet went into the orphanage. To nice. find it because adoption has changed significantly. You can't adopt from Ethiopia anymore. So, yeah. Oh, wow. a, um, how come? Well, yeah, why is that? Just stories um, came out of various experiences of children. Right. They went into investigations. So, yeah, it wasn't positive. <laughs> and wow. yeah, they're just really looking at opening it properly. Right. Yeah. But, well, from what I'm dealing with right now, it's yeah. a positive story yeah. came from it's a, it. Yeah. It's yes. definitely, you know, yeah. it's, um, a lot of kids together. You can imagine it's, you know, yeah. like play all the time. <laughs> yes, that's it. Um, so, yeah. I think with that, m moving forward, so you had your 14 years and then you come into Australia. Yeah. Now you're dealing with this new culture. Yeah. The transition. Yeah, uh, came in and, you know, 
didn't speak very much English, and like I mentioned, I went straight to Dunsborough, which is primarily Caucasian um, yes. town. Uh, it was good fun. <laughs> In <laughs> I one think, way. You know, I yeah. think to my parents, I'm like, how did we communicate? And they're like, oh, you point things, you know, because, um, yeah, I was surprised. I was like, how did we talk to each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, siblings, and they're like, yeah, you pointed at things, and, um, you know, that's where I, I, you know, developed my love for the ocean as well. Uh, I love the ocean and the sea and the sense of adventure because my family was camping and all of that. So yeah. it was pretty, you know, pretty good. Went to private school and, and all nice. of that. So, yeah, no, it's um, definitely a shock, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no one can speak your language and your just friends you and your don't share things. And yes. It's just you and your siblings who come from, you know, school yeah. and it's just the four of years. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like the language barrier was a significant thing. So, but yeah. I think, all due respect to your parents, I think, yeah, no, I don't, I'll, I'll personally thank them for one reason that they decided to, they didn't want to separate you guys, they just took all of yeah. you, which is, You're yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> crazy call. <laughs> they took four, bam, no kids to four. Yeah, this is get that on, yeah. yeah. But I think, don't you think it's like a good thing? For, was it like yeah, benefit for, for you guys? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And my parents were, um, they actually, my mom was born in Ethiopia as a missionary's um, kid as well. So we had that advantage where they knew a little bit of the culture as well and the love Amazing. of the country. Amazing. So, so there you go. There's your God coming in, you know. Mm -hmm. um, with that journey, you know, you did not stop there. You said, no, hang on. There's more to me. Yeah. And then you started redefining yourself. Yes. Um, yes, I started at 18. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to find my people. <laughs> so, you know, okay, yes. I was seeking a lot, a lot more of my, you know, identity as a young girl. So I was like, I wanted yeah. to connect with colored people. So I moved to Perth um, and, yeah, became independent from that onwards. Um, the other thing I, I did was actually did theology as well, three years. Wow. Um, because, yeah, coming from an Orthodox Catholic and my parents were Protestant, I had a really mixed view and that's where I started learning about who God is. Yes. Um, and on top of that, yeah, the therapy as well, that, that helped me a lot yeah. to redefine myself and make sense of my experiences and start to see the resilience and, yeah. I'm just happy so that you did therapy. So we we we, we, we do well. Yeah. <laughs> therapy is good. Whatever yes. people's opinions is, it yeah. really does help. It does help. Yeah. So when you moved out of home, yeah. this is there's a lot of transition in your life. You moved from there, then you moved there, yeah, and a then, lot of changes. Yes. Yeah. How how did you cope with this change? Because I think when... I think I started to get used to it. Um, it's it's really interesting. Even though like I look back and I had I had a strong sense of self. And, and courage, and somehow I believed I could do anything. <laughs> yeah, like... So, you know, whatever I set my mind to, I just go after it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that resilience helped a lot, like coming from, it, it wasn't as big a deal, yeah. because you've been through a lot more early stages. It's okay, I've done, I've dealt with this. Yeah. This is not really going to change right. me. Yeah, yes. it was like, there's also an excitement of like, what's the future hold and what, what can I do? And, yeah. You know, what changes can I make? What can I contribute? True. I think with, with, with that, when you say resilience comes in, there's something that's interesting that there's a point in your life where you said you started wearing, was it male clothes? Because body, there was body shaming. Yeah, I went through it because it was quite tomboyish, which is quite funny. Um, and I would just wear, yeah, really baggy things and, you know, it's too skinny. And, 
um, not normal shape, I guess. So okay. in, a, in a way, it's quite yeah. funny because people think it's a reverse, it's a yeah. reverse, um, you know, body shaming. Yeah. For being too skinny and too this, too this. And then I was like, all right, I'll just wear really baggy stuff and really hide. Yeah. You know, just make sure that I don't get too seen or wear too many bright colors and so on. Yeah. For the time being. Yes. Because, because so that body shaming. Yeah. And then you moved away from the body yeah, shaming. Yeah. This this is what gets this plastic. <laughs> so you move away from body shaming. Yeah. And like, do you know what? I'm going to be a model with this. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I start to realize over the years, it's like, it's what other people think. I'm beautiful. I'm a beautiful it's person. Like, I know. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I've got something. It might yeah. not be that person, might not be, but, you yeah. know, I'm going to show, you know, a little bit and see and grow confidence. Then you said modeling. Yeah. Yeah. Started with you know hair, makeup, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. and then yeah, slowly work with myself. Where now I'm like, I enjoy fashion, I've always loved fashion. That's the funny thing. Oh, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So just look differently all the time. Oh, with the baggy jeans, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like okay. Jeans. <laughs> Let me just get away from that. All right, yeah. great. Which you, and they said with, within your transitions in mm. being yourself and then religion. I think it really kind of played a part in your life. Yeah. It's, and I think we're in the times where, and I, and, I, and I go back to most of us who sit there and we think there's a lot of doubt in God, yeah. you know, because we're going through a lot, you know, got tragedies in life, you know, yeah. which involves things that are going to be like adoption as well. If you look at what's happening yeah. in places like Afghanistan or all other third world countries. Yeah. How, what does, how does it make you view the world? With that, I think. Yeah. I went through a period where, you know, the more I connected with people over East or traveled and did trips, like where I was like, why did I get chosen, you know? Yes. So many people are in my situation and still are. So there was a lot of um, feelings and guilt and all that that came with it, no understanding. But what I realized is I was always asking the wrong question, why, why, why? Mm. <laughs> and it was more like, why not me? And what can I do? So it's a mindset that I have to consciously go, okay, what, what, I'm in this position right now. What can I do for others? Um, I think it takes you a lot of time and energy and effort when you're just stuck in why. <laughs> why is this happening? Why yeah. is the world? Why are people like this? And at the end of the day, you don't even get the answer for it. So just more be proactive in what you can do in the world. So it's like, what can I offer my time, my energy? My resources, my creativity. <laughs> so we, so you're saying we we are stuck in more of victim mode than correct. Yeah. Being victors, you know? yeah. And yes. it doesn't it does not get you anywhere. Yeah. You right. people find out sooner or later, you know. Yeah. Um, you know. Some, but there are people that I I personally believe that they they're not finding this out. I think yeah, they're not willing, and I think the biggest thing I would say again is have that growth mindset. Be open to what else could happen. Yes. what can be and for me that's majority I was always open to what else what door can it be open yeah. um, and you discover so much more but when you're stuck in that big, you know victim mentality and yeah. to be honest at times we are victims in that scenario yeah. you don't have to act like victims when you move forward wow mm. that's a very interesting take to it so you just transform the whole and like what you said, most of us, I think, and I want to be honest, it's it's more of, if I looked at like growth mindset, most people, if they come from the 
third world. Yeah. That's where we believe they've got a fixed mindset where, you know, I'm not going to be this good enough. Mm. But then now you're pushing for growth mindset to yes. say people need to have more growth mindset. You have to because, you know, those behaviors are not serving you. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of us, I know it's very easy to just get stuck in that survival mentality. And when I come across people here, I'm like, you can thrive. Yes. What can you do to thrive? Because that's not, so people don't really want to rewrite their stories. So, but knowing that you do have the power to rewrite, you do have the power to grow. You mm. do have a choice to, when you wake up. I think that's pretty cool. Um, to run with that. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know what? I, I accept that. But how come we're not doing it? Why, why do you think people are not? It requires courage. It requires being humble. Okay. Um, and it just requires to be open-minded. And that's a lot of work for some people. So basically you're saying it actually takes courage. Yeah. To get there. Yeah. I would say so. I, I, I really find it so... There's the impressive side of it, mm. right? and like what you said, most of us we're living. It's it's scary to to change, you oh, know. Yeah. Um, but then if you don't, you say it, we then remain in this yeah mentality. But if you stay in there, it serves a purpose, you know. Yeah. These people often they whinge and whinge and whinge and whinge. It serves a purpose, and yeah. I'm like, you know, you can do something about it, right? Yes. <laughs> but it's serving a purpose, and they just let it serve. So I think. Yep. It requires something of us that's quite new and it can be scary to be open to new things. Yep. Yeah. So. And when you journeyed yourself to these new things, mm. you sat down and thought, okay, I'm going to tell my story. Mm-hmm. Why did you find there was value in that? Because I know there's value into that, but yeah. what did you... I think first, initially, I did it for myself. To, you know, I've been in, in a situation where I was quite voiceless and it was, for me, it was, I knew after many years of therapy and so on, it was part of my journey. The final journey was to make sure it doesn't have power over me. And that's one of the main reasons that I did that. Nice. Um, and the second part is to inspire others. You know, like I think we were speaking earlier, people feel like they're alone. And I know I felt that. For so long yeah. being down south for so on but you realize so many people have similar stories and you know you can encourage each other you know yeah. if you only heard it so it calls you more into a community aspect yes um so i'm hoping that's out there to inspire educate people as well that's it about adoption and the journey and and, and one person's story I don't expect everybody to like <laughs> you know have it but it's just yeah. like it's it's my story and i hope helps you, it inspires you, educates you. It's true. Um, yeah, so that was the reason. Yeah. No, I've been I've, I've been educated more than enough for that, <laughs> just watching the documentary. So and if there's someone out there, I urge you to go and watch the walk. Yeah. Um it's a very inspiring um journey that you took. It's educational. Mm-hmm. It makes you see life differently. Mm-hmm. And even like from what Mestre is saying, it's just not about giving, but there is everything else that you put as an aspect, as a human being. And it takes a certain mental aspect of it, you know. And if I really look at this mental facet, the one that you had, Mm. you started pursuing everything you wanted, Mm. you know. Let's talk about life coaching. What's happening happening in that front? I I am almost there, actually. I'm just doing some practice at the moment. And for me, it it follows up, you know, a lot of people. 
first of all, I think life coaching sounds such a huge thing, but it's really it's like a you know PT but for your mind. <laughs> um, so you, I'm just there to you know help you get where you want to go. Yeah. But you get to set the goals and expectations for yourself. So I'm really excited to really journey with people. Yeah. And and unlock that potential and and actually move forward towards who they want to be or what they want to achieve. And um, I would like to specifically specialize in adoption and also um, multicultural third culture arena. So that's what I hope to do. Well, you know what. You've you've done the hard yards, and I think this will be the easiest thing you could do. Mm-hmm. But you still have, and you, yes, you did explain it. That you yeah. know, you've got this big thing of connection with people, yeah. yes. relation. What? Why do you think there's importance in that more than anything? Um, it comes down to that. To be honest, there's a lot of significant people in my life that I've, you know helped along this, the way as well. Yes. You know, I think community is very important. I don't think I mentioned it before, having people that are like-minded, people that love you, carry carry you through when you can't. I think it's a really important part of it. So yeah. for me, you know, you get to get to offer that for people. Yes. Yeah. So you now said, okay, fine, this mm-hmm. is my community. Now you're creating another community through your life coaching. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it's connected. <laughs> but it looks connected because yeah. it's now, now you create another community yeah. of people you're going to empower. and. Yeah. Educate and move forward. Yes. Yeah. That's exciting. No, it is. And, and I think what I like about this, which, which becomes, and that, that actually brings me to another aspect. Mm-hmm. So you are into, I was, I'm trying to put your whole thing together to say. Yeah, I was laughing at this because you couldn't quiet. <laughs> yeah, because I'm trying to put everything together. Yeah. So you redefined yourself, yes. not in one aspect. No. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I want people to, to know. It doesn't yeah. have to be one aspect. Because yeah. there will be different periods of your life where different interests will arise. Yeah. Um, for me, it's more I always look at is it, does it align with my values and what I'm living out of. Yeah. So I, many people have career-based, all that. But for me, it's like am I aligning what I'm doing? Is it helping people? That's a big part of what yes. I want to do and who I want to be. So, yeah, it looks differently for sure. Yes. So with values, you know, because you touched on values, right? Yeah. Is your thing that's something that has to be so important that whatever you yeah. do, you align it to you? Oh, absolutely. I think yeah. it's, you know, the the sooner you define those values, because we do live out of values, whether we recognize it or not. Um, I believe that. Yes. <laughs> you know, wherever you invest your time is wherever you value things. So... Uh, whether we acknowledge that or not, that's something else. But the more that you define and you acknowledge, you moving forward with it. Yes. I think that's where you find success. I'm not going to act as if you did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> so you said we're living out of our values, most yeah. of us. Yeah. In what regard? Please, please give me an Explain. Yeah. Yes. So we we spend our time resources where we're most valued. Yes. So, for example, you know, I love fashion. I've told you modeling. Yes. I invest time into that. Yeah. So that's a value, or like you know, I like helping people. So you see, you invest fundraising in or yes. all of that. So invest in that. So we've got different values that we all live out of. Um, okay. You know, whether we recognize it or not. But the sooner that you're, you know, acknowledge it and assess it, because sometimes they might not be good, good. Value based system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's where reassessment is. Um, and where the dangers do, where would I say probably have dangers in life mm. when it comes to those values? Let's say if I don't live with yeah. my values. What's... I think when we're not aware of it and when we're not true to ourselves. 
Yeah. Um, like I said, mentors are great when you know keep you accountable. Awesome. Um, yeah. You know, people that are around you that are like, oh, you said you wanted more out of life. How are you not doing that? Yes. Is this it? You know, yeah. you said you want to become influential in this area. How are you doing that? Um, so having people that can walk you, because let's face it, we all sometimes are not just there. Need, yeah. We, <laughs> we need, need somebody somewhere. else to help us yes. or a support system. So yeah. it's very important. Yeah. Great. And so I think that with support system, then it means, so to have to be good, like with the relationships for me to have a good support system or just, because oh. I think, that, I think that's another oh, kind of relationship, like families. No, yeah. I'm talking just that connection because you know I've, I've had a lot of people who say, oh, you know, surround yourself with great minded people, but I want to be a millionaire, but well, you know, I don't know millionaires around where I'm from. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I'm not saying they're not there, but yeah. Yeah. How do I even get closer to them? You know, yeah. that type of thing. So it's... How, how do... You just have to be proactive, I think, you know. Yeah. For example, like I was saying to you, like, early this morning, I wanted to have a chat to somebody that worked in the psychology arena and specialising in adoption. So um, I came across in a conversation that this person does. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to reach out and email. She doesn't know me. Yes. So you just... I think you proactive, you go after it. You just yeah. ask... You know, got this store. Are you like moving towards that, or are you waiting for them to come to you? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think finding people that are not yet maybe that could be that they're working towards being becoming a millionaire. Yes. <laughs> they might not be there yet, but they still got that energy <laughs> drive. You know. To get you there, yeah. then it get yeah. you. So basically, if you sum it up, then we're looking at you. You need to put yourself out there. You need yes. to. Be proactive to get what you want. Absolutely. I think it's very, um, you know, it's not in your best interest to be defined by your past and, and come up with things like, you know, I've never had that. I can't be that. I can't be that. Yeah. It's like, what can you do? You've got the life. You're right here now. So, um, you know, go through that process where you look at your path for what it is and, you know, move, to, move forward. You know, I like how you say these things with ease. Like, oh, you know, you just look at your path. But most of us, yeah, no, um, I think most of us, and yeah. I probably I'll throw myself in, in that mm. group as well, we we have started defining ourselves with our past. So, yes. I'm a bad person, I'm this. And then we turn this into a behavior. Yeah. Then becomes this habit. Yeah. yeah. I think it's important to know that it can influence us. Yeah. definitely influences us. Yeah. I don't want people to think that they can just cut it and run. <laughs> yes. um, but it doesn't have to define you. So yeah. that, that's where, you know, are you seeking, you know, psychologists for help? Yeah. Have you got a mentor? Like things like that that are helping you move forward from it. Yes. So you're evaluating yourself. What's your mental state like? Yeah. All those questions. But again, you got to keep, you know, reflecting, evaluating life. Awesome. Yeah. And with that, I think if, if we go into, into relationships, <laughs> I was going to go there, you know. Yeah. Um, and looking at your partner, boyfriend, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, he's very, he's a funny man. You yes. know, he's a comedian. He's literally um, a funny man. <laughs> yeah. How do you, how do you balance that life where mm. you're in the limelight, you're getting your stuff going, he's got his stuff going. And yeah. Just going, yeah. I think, um, as I was saying, like he's, one of the things that you know really attracted me to him is that he's out of the box. You know, oh, he's not—he's <laughs> not doing what he should do. What other people? He's actually living his purpose and what he thinks about. Yeah. So in that way, that's where we both come together. 
Yeah. You know, I'm doing my thing, he's quite supportive. He's doing his thing and I'm quite supportive. And then wherever we can collab, we'll collab as well, you know. Nice. So, yeah. So is, is, that, is that a quality for a good relationship where you have to have, because you just talk yeah. a lot about support. And yeah. even I spoke to you before, you was like, no, yeah. I have to be supportive. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely, you know, yeah. it's a person that you're dating or you're with. Don't believe in supporting you, you know, because I think it starts here. So if yeah. I don't build him, support him, then how is he going to go out and do his thing? So if this is not healthy, everything else will get affected. And for me personally, I think having a supportive partner strengthens you up. Yeah. And then if you don't have that, you know how much it affects you. So it's a very important to, you know, quality so for a relationship and... It's necessary, I think. <laughs> I've just changed, and I've yeah. got a next relationship question. So, <laughs> yeah, we have to break in here too. <laughs> yeah, to probably, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, bro, sit down here. Let's do this. Um, because you know, I, I see this. Um, you know, you see relationship posts mm. where someone goes, yes. "I want a man with this type of job. I want a man with this kind of house. I want yeah. this man with this kind of car." Yeah. And people get in this relationship, but don't last, or then we start having these issues. Mm. And but here you are sitting there and going like, no, nah, I just want to support. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, people have said to me, they're like, oh my goodness, you're dating a comedian. What what a crazy thing. And I was yes. like, it probably is. Yeah. But to me, it's the person. Yeah. You know, is our values are like where we go. We're both go getters. Right. And we both fire each other up. We don't sit there, you know, just blazing around. Just we both support each other, you know, having yeah. that energy that matches is very important. Yeah. Um, he's one of the most kind-hearted men I know. Yeah. Um, practically, he supports a charity pretty much every show he does. For me, that's awesome. very important because it's connecting you again. It's helping. It's lending hand. So stuff like that, that's much deeper. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then that's the hard part of our relationships. How people value other things like money and, and so on. Yes. But those things fall away. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to say like in a joking way because like you, you, I'm seeing how you align your values from yeah. who you are to Where the person you're with. You know. Mm. And because I know him as a funny person, I'm like, yeah. oh, this guy's a yeah, comedian. He's no, funny. he's funny. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Um, but then you know you break it down to the importance because mm. if I and I, I want to go back to this, if, if we look at the ideal relationships right mm. now is oh then we've got money, <laughs> um, we go on this amazing lovely holidays, you know you've got a perfect partner, they've mm. got this perfect body, they've got this perfect job, you know, yeah. yeah, and everybody seems to be pushing to be striving for that, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just not though. <laughs> like it's important. Again, it's like being healthy. Don't is don't downplay it. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. I'm trying to. But for for us, it's like all those things fade away. Like yeah. I'm not gonna be a model, <laughs> yes. you know, in forty years. But would I have somebody that still loves and supports me for who I am? That to me is more important. Yes, we all need money. Yeah. All of that is important. But for me, again, it's like, is he supportive? Is he encouraging? Is he building me? Um, you know, is he my number one cheerleader? Those yeah. tend to sustain, um, you know, are we compatible? Yes. I think those are the things that tend to sustain, you know. Yeah. Uh, with, um, sometimes you would ask couples, like, hey, like, you know what? They've been married at, and they come to his show for 30 years. You know, what's the secret? Yeah. And, and he asked them, it's like, I listen to her, she listen, respect. So those things tend to make a relationship Just make it work. Wow. That's what we aim for. 
Thank you. You know, it's, yeah, because it's, <laughs> and I'll say, because it, it was always one of those things where I was looking at you two together, it's like, hang on. Yeah. So, who's the camera on right now, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and, and yeah. Yeah, it's like seamlessly just share the light, you know? Yeah, uh, that's it's the same. Like, he, he was in the other podcast at my show. He was the one that hosted the, you know, the premium of my show. Yeah, was, oh, nice, yeah. You know, yeah. doing his thing. Yeah. You gotta have spots for people to do their thing, and you wow. know, any good photos you see, he's the one taking it. Ah, <laughs> so, you know, take the photographer next go. time, yeah. you know. Yeah, so it's important. Yes. No, it's 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 beautiful. Like how with your story, like mm. well, I, I can't be the judge. You say, oh, it's a happy mm. ending, but yeah, you shifted your mindset to spaces mm. where now we sit down here. You know, you laugh about things. Mm. You see the goodness of life. Yeah. What do you think? Um, maybe with all my questions, mm. was there something that I could have asked you that you really wanted maybe viewers to know about or a question that you think, yeah. no, ask me this question, I should have answered it. Mm. Do you have any? Um, I think what I want viewers to understand is that life, a good life is never easy. Yeah. Um, and nobody ever really, um, you know, comes out stronger that haven't faced through things. I find a lot of people that come out stronger, they work through things. And I want to encourage people, you know, um, make sure, make sure you work through and you better yourself, you break cycles so that you can be, you know, the best father, best partner, best friend that you can be. Um, and again, I would say anything is possible. What, what do you have, a, you know, mindset? What do you want to do? Go after it. You, you can have support. You can, you know, it doesn't have to define define you so go get it that's what i would like to say and wow. don't be afraid yeah there will be a lot of opinions there will be reasons why you shouldn't be you couldn't be this person you can't be there will always be but when you push through that you see your capacity grow yeah thank you that's very <laughs> and, and, and yeah in that then you gave me another question because <laughs> i said that, i'm like oh okay <laughs> you know you're talking about breaking cycles and which yes. I've seen you've done, you do yeah. through your work. Yes. How do we maneuver that idea of just breaking a cycle? Breaking cycles. Um, it, it takes a lot of courage, work, investing in time. I think a lot of, for me, like the idea of um, attachments and all of these things, yes. you know, I haven't always been good at having a great relationship with people because, you know, because of obvious reasons yes. um, and I have to work at it what's healthy relationship look like um, but again that's being committed to wanting to be healthy is what breaks cycles you awesome. know uh, having yeah. great marriages you, you know if you haven't seen that model you can be the person that breaks that cycle right so yeah and now you're pursuing the models that you're now seeing yeah. from the models yeah. that you had exactly yeah. Yeah. so I think it's it's <laughs> There's this continuous learning that you know yeah. you you're putting yourself through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say open-minded is very important. Growth mindset is very important. Any success, you know, when you go after in a workplace, you, you know, when you're managing, when you're leading people, when you're doing that, you know, doing what you love out there, it's important that you open to people's stories, yes. opinions, and all of that. But also at the same time, it's like continuously growing. Yes. Yeah. Managing people, you, you you manage this tool, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. About it. I like, yeah. How and how this and this is what amazes me about me. So you mm. move from this 
attachment style where yeah. you're not comfortable around people. Yeah. And here you are over here now you're just managing people. That's amazing. You would think like I remember um a friend of mine said to me like oh you're a leader. I'm like nah. I like to stay in my own circle and you yeah. know just no I don't know one lights on me like that's yes. around you know and I don't believe those qualities attributes were there. Um but when you believe that when you start you know seeing actually leading is actually being yourself leading is offering leading is actually you know making sure people get better and you're there to support them mm. and it shifts everything and I, i hope to do that that's why i try to do you know if i see a team member that really wants to get somewhere there how can i help you to get there yes, you know what can we do to build our you know environment and get the kpis and yeah run as a team well wow. Yeah. It's always <laughs> it's, it's No, and and I think we you 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 figured out when we when we even spoke before with mm. and then I just and I have a lot of questions in. Yeah. And I really wanted you on the show because they I've, I've seen a lot of women that mm. go through domestic violence, they go yeah. their own abuses, attachment styles. What advice would you give to someone like that to say Um I think I can identify with some of those women to be yes. honest there's a lot a lot of us that we don't speak for various reasons and so on yeah. um and but again what I would say is you don't have to be that voiceless person again because your story could be the reason that somebody else breaks through yeah. um so really learn to use your resilience and determination um to get out of it and seek help What do I f- if if I don't feel worthy of that voice or that resilience? I think feeling and actually believing is quite different. We often, you know, feelings come and go because of our life experiences. But when you switch that mindset of like, you know, I'm feeling this way, but is that really true? To me it's like I don't I will not allow my past to define me. That's where I find my strength. I am a person I'm Messeret. <laughs> you know, people yes. say I'm this I'm this I'm like I'm Messeret. It's not my past, it's not. So you got to find a way in believing you're a valuable person. Beyond anything you're valuable. Like, you know, yes. just the stuff that happened to you doesn't make you less valuable. You're still a person, a human being that has life. And when you believe that, you're on a consistent yeah, new path. You just go. Nothing can touch me. And it, but it takes time. It really yeah. takes time. It takes support and all of those things. Absolutely. To actually get to yeah, that. Yeah, to get to that place. But start. I am Messeret. That's what you say. I'm Messeret, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What, is it, what does your name mean? It means foundation. Yeah. Okay, come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I'm foundation, yeah. So, yeah, really amazing name my parents thought about. I'm the oldest. Kind of like, Messeret means foundation in Amharic. Yeah. Would you? This is just me now. This is thinking and mm. trying to figure out how God works. You you were given a name that means foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the this solid ground foundation that you've decided to become. It's yeah, it's amazing. God is funny, hey. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, you're just laughing like <laughs> you're just joking and you're like, yeah, it's like wait until she realizes it, you know. That your life is you being know, shaped, it's in, like parts. shaped yeah. in parts. Yeah. And I think yeah. a huge part of it is like you get to see it's not just you that does it. Somehow 
when you say God, like for me, I'm like, if, if it wasn't God, I wouldn't be where I am. I would say this to any person, yes. as much as that I, I chose to, you know, yes. um, deal with all that came with it. Yeah. I think if yeah. it wasn't for God's grace, every details of my story is crazy. It's crazy for anybody to actually put it together. Um, and when we recognize that God has a purpose for you, and that's mm. a lot of my thing, you know, you're uniquely made. Whether you believe it or not, there's a value that's been given to you. And that's where I find my, myself, my sense of self. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. and I think, it, and, you, and you put it in a clear way where you say, God, there's there's a purpose to you, foundation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, do you think there's this purpose? There was purpose in your pain. If I'm if I'm, oh, if I'm going to put it that way. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's that's where you have to. You, you can't see it. It's an invitation for you to see it. There's a purpose in it. Is it to serve other people? Most of the time, yes. So that you can be that person that can lend a hand to other people. Because you've been through it. You know what it feels like. Yeah. It cost you a lot, but you're here so that other people can also learn and grow from it. And that's where you find your purpose, walking so you can walk with other people. And to be honest, a lot of my different various activities yeah. that I do yes. involves walking with other people one yes. way or another. Yes. Yeah. And so this is where we got the name, The Walk. Yeah, The Walk, yeah. yeah. So it's The Walk with Other People. Yeah. All right. I know we have, we'll, we'll go and see the documentary. Yeah. People haven't seen it. Yes. But do, do you want to give me a glimpse of it? Because it's just like the story, the story. But it's like, I think, you... yeah, the documentary is just prepare yourself. <laughs> All right, um, yeah. You know, prepare to laugh, prepare yeah. to be challenged, prepare to be inspired, um, prepare to get emotional. It's raw, it's real, um, but it's inspiring. So. Do you have one part of this story that you feel? One of my viewers just to get a glimpse of, of or I don't one know if I put a tissue there. Yeah. Right, why is she telling me? Um, I think one of the, the viewers, uh, there's a, a specific scene where I go back home and I reconnect with my um, biological, uh, biological family. So, not my parents, but my extended aunties and uncle. And I left where I was born when I was, I think, yeah, eight. So, I haven't seen these people until I was 18, so it's 10 years after. And you just see it as it is. So that's on camera. <laughs> it's very raw in it, you know. But yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. But did it Amazing. draw you in as a person? Like, did... Well, good too, yeah. You get to see, wow, like 18 years old girl gone back to her homeland after so many years. And, you know, you see some part of it. There's a lot of grief. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of joy that came with it all together. So... Yeah, <laughs> try to again bring people to walk alongside me and really experience what I went through and where I'm now. So, you know, you, there's a Joseph story. Like, you know, even when I start like looking at your story, there comes this Joseph story where you know, um, because if I look at Joseph in the Bible, he gets thrown in a pit. He's at the bottom. You know, yeah, life is hard. You now, your parents are gone. You're in this yeah. orphanage. You come out. You know, you go to a new land. Yeah. Then you become you know. this person. Yeah. Eighteen years later, you go back home. Uh, yeah. And then and they see a like different person. and uncles, and they remember you when you were like, "Yay!" And then they're looking at you for the first time, and they're like, "Oh wow, you've grown." 
Yeah. So kind of speak the language, but you don't. <laughs> you know, it's all of yeah. these emotions, and some probably thought they would never see me again, because you know I went into a foreign land. Um, yeah. So it was a village, so it's a lot wow. of various emotions. But it's, it's worth it. It's one of the most you know amazing things I've done, being able to reconnect with my culture and my family. So yeah, prepare. <laughs> you know, it's no, I'm 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 getting more. You know, I, I see Christian teachings, you yeah. know, like I go back to Jeremiah, mm-hmm. that, that verse in Jeremiah where we talk of, you know, my purpose is higher than yours, yeah. you know. Yeah. I know there was a tragedy in there. Mm. Um, probably I don't like to use the word tragedy, but I had, look at what um, you are doing. For yeah, people. and that's what, like, I, I said to people, kind of like, what would just this activity that I got to do the other days, like, who would you be? without the things you've experienced yeah. you can't comprehend it you know what i mean it's like who who would you be people go ah oh, ah oh. it's like would you want to be this resilient strong kind-hearted person without yeah. the things that you've been through most likely not so i think a lot of it shapes us in a good way if we allow it to be you know this person so for me it's like was it comfortable no was it good you know, I can see the good in it now. And I can see the strength in it. And it drives me, motivates me. It, it helps me, like, get excited about the world. See, you know, I wouldn't be as open-minded. So yeah. um, for me, it's like, yes, it was tragedy, but it's part of who I am now today. And, part of, and, uh, and it's the beauty of it, and it comes in a package. And I've embraced it all. Yeah. Being open about it. Yeah, receiving it. It's important yeah. to me. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people make the mistake of holding it in, feeling like they're the only ones that you know they're and they can't share. There's a lot of shame. It's like no, most likely a lot of people have been through similar things. Yeah, you can lean on them, but right. if they don't know, how are you? <laughs> you know, how you how, put it how are you meant to connect with other people? How are you meant to draw strength from it? How are you meant to learn? How are you? People need to support you if they don't know your story, where you're going, where you're coming from. So I do openly share for that reason. But I think it's, and, and I'll speak for, for some people, and it's, you touch on the word shame, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I, people allow ourselves to be redefined by that shame that, yeah. oh, I am this bad person, mm. I'm not this good person, or yeah. I'm this orphan, or I'm this yes. person, yeah. you know. And then the moment we put these labels, now mm. we think, because what, what's scary for me, I'm, mm. I'm going to touch on social media with this, mm-hmm. you know, Instagram is full of perfect people, you know. Yeah. So how then do I come as a little person and I sit there and I'm like, oh, but I'm this often, I never had this. How yeah. do you draw from that? Because you keep talking about drawing strength yeah. in a world like that. I think you have to um, first, like, look at, look at it, what, social media, for example. There's times where... You know, we all edit and all so on. But there's times where I try to give people a sense of my experiences just to be honest. Because sometimes people think, oh, you, you've never, you know, struggled because you look this way. Yes. It's like, oh, wait a second. That's just an assumption that you're making. Yeah. So you kind of, you, you have to just be open and willing to offer it. Yeah. Um, but if you keep saying, showing one side of your story, People buy it. <laughs> yeah. but, well, we've been buying reels because I don't yeah. know if it's reels or but it's real. Reels, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, people, the 
the sad part of that is only people comparing the other people's profession side. They're not yeah. seeing the whole story. Yeah. So they're comparing themselves. Oh, you know, this model looks all well. Well, actually, yeah, you don't see a photo of her in her PJ. You don't see me in like <laughs> my bad days yeah, because yeah. you don't see that. So people yeah. have to really filter through. Yeah. To see what they yeah. buy into. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Now that's that's awesome that you say that. And mm. speaking of social media, so mm. with this great stories, yes. where can we find you? Where can our so, viewers find you? If yeah. you want? So I've got a page called Life After Adoption, a yeah. Facebook page, so they can follow that. That's where I've tried to put updates. Yeah. Um, there's also a project that I was part of, um, you know, a bit more education on adoption, so that will be on that as well. So Life After Adoption, Facebook page, and Maserat Khan, either Facebook or um, Instagram. Awesome. They can connect with me. Happy to chat. <laughs> that would be yeah. great if they're happy to chat. Um, Thank you very much no, no, for joining me. Thank you so me. much for having me. Really? It's a lot of fun. No, it's, um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's weird. It's very, I'm, I'm trying to hold myself in with the whole person. Like, okay, <laughs> we're not going to cry with the camera. But yeah, no, I really, it's, it's a very interesting journey that you went through. And yeah. I'd really appreciate it. Thank you for sharing with us. Yeah, thanks for having um, me. Too easy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us with this episode of the Mental Facet. Have a good way. Stay blessed. Bye.